Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Yud Tet. We will begin on Daf Yud Tet Amud Aleph on the top of the page. Uh, the Mishnah before had spoken on Yud Chet Amudet, discussed the subject of a person, the Kohen Gadol, being transferred from the authority of the Zikne Betin to the authority of the Zikne Kuna. And we're told that the Kohen Gadol was kind of transferred from one authority, Masu Zikne Betin, Zikne Kuna. So now, what are the Zikne Kuna doing with him? The Mishnah doesn't say. All the Mishnah says is, they took him to Bet Avtinas. They lifted him up, Heiluhu. They brought him up to Bet Avtinas. Then it goes, it starts telling us about the swearing that they gave them. So again, so far these uh, Zikne Kuanim are in charge of bringing him to Bet Avtinas, making him swear, and then leaving. Says the Gemara, Tana, we have a brighter that says exactly why he was there. The reason why he was there was to teach him the trick of filling up his hands. Like mentioned before, the Aftinus family was a family that uh, that jealously guarded the secret to the Ketoret. So this Beit Aftinus was their own work station in the Beit Mikdash, And that's where he would go and it seems that his job over there was to learn about the Ketoret session, which would be done in the Kodesh Kodeshim. That in the Kodesh Kodeshim, you have to put the Ketoret, and he has to know how to fill his hands properly with the Ketoret. Not every person who becomes a Kohen Gadol immediately knows how to do this job, and that's what we learn up there. Amar Papa. We are now going to go into a discussion, somewhat lengthy, about... Where the Kohen Gadol stays. Says the Gemara. Shte Lishkot Hayulo the Kohen Gadol. Amar Papa. Achad Lishkat Paradrin, Vachad Lishkat Paradaftinas. He has two places where he stays during the time. One is the Paradrin, Lishkat Paradrin, which we mentioned in the first Mishnah. Uh, and other place they would go to Beit Aftinas. That's where he would do the work. That's where he's practicing his job. One in the north and one in the south. One in the north, like we learned, there were six lishkot, chambers in the Azara. Three in the north, on the top of the Bet Magdash. Three on the south. If you're looking at the regular picture that we had, that we were showing you before, the place where the Beta, the, the, with the where the four chambers, the Beta Moked was, was in the north. That's on the top of the page. So there's three in the north and three in the south. We're talking about the chambers. Now, okay. In the south, they have the salt and the parva and the rinsing. Lishkata melach. What would do in the, in the salt one? Shishama yudotim melach lekoban. They would put the salt for all the kobanot. Lishkata parva. Shishama yumolachim orot kolshim. And lishkata parva was the place where they take the skins of the animals 
and they start processing them. Okay. On the top of Bet that's where they had the special mikveh for the Kohen Gadol to dip in Yom Kippur. Now, yes. It seems like the way it could get there is that it's it's, grow, it's going there from a from a higher elevation. They had a, a, a the way they would get the water there because you can't bring the water up there to a mikveh in um, in vessels because a mikveh is pasul if you bring the water there in a vessel it has to be piped in there. So they had a a pipe coming in there which was coming from a higher elevation. I guess from the gully or something, and that's how it would fill it up. Now, and the place where they wash is that's where they would wash the insides of the the insides of the korbanot. And from there, they w- there was a staircase that was a circular staircase and it would go up welcome Ivan it would go up there to the roof of the Parve now the three chambers in the north are it was the wood it was the Lishkat Hagola the people from from uh, who were in Galut and the chamber of the Gazit of the of the chiseled out stones said, I don't know what was there. That's where the Kohen Gadol had his, it's one of his his spots. So according to Abba Shaul, this Lishkata Eitz job was to be either the Beta Parve or to be, I'm sorry, is to be either the 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 Lishkat Padadrin or to be the Lishkat Petaftinus. Okay, so so Lishkat Etz is seemingly synonymous with something else. It's either one or the other, either the Petaftinus or it's the Padadrin, according to Abba Shul. Right? Hayta Achoresh to him. The wood one was behind both of them. And they had an equal roof. Welcome, Joey. So in other words, when we say we have an equal roof, we're describing how the roofs were all the same height. They weren't one above the other. The roofs in the north ones, okay? There's three in the north, three in the south. Now, Lishkata Gola, what was the what what were they called the Shkata Gola, the people in Galut? Shamaya Bora Gola. That they have the they have the uh, a well of the people from the Gola. And there was a, a wheel on top of it. And that's where they bring water to everything they needed in the Azara, they would bring it from there. The Shkata Gazit, this uh, chamber of the chiseled stone. That is the place, this Lishkata Gazit, is where Sanhedrin would have to sit. 
and their job was to discuss which Kohanim are eligible to be Kohanim, and which ones we can't trust their lineage, and we can't let them be a Kohen. Umishin himself on Pasul, a guy who went to the Neshkata Gazit and they found him Pasul, meaning he was married to uh, someone not proper for him. Hayalovesh Shechonim, Atef Shechonim. He would leave wearing black clothes. Viyatzav Halachlo. And he would leave the 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 Azara. Vishalonim Sabasul, but if they find that he's okay, Hayalovesh Levim, Atef Levanim, he would wear white clothes. And he would go in to serve with his brothers the Kohanim. Happens to be last night with at the Mishnah. One of the things we were pointing out is that they don't let you they don't let you serve as a Kohen in the Beit Mikdash unless they check you out fully. They said that in later generations, uh, if a Kohen would want to marry someone, they would have to check the, the four generations back. But if they found somebody that his father served in the Beit Mikdash, we don't check past the Mizbech. Yani, if you know this guy's father was on the Mizbech, if they let him on the Mizbech, he's good. You don't have to check him. And that's why you see this over here, that when he comes out of the the, the court to let him check, he's dancing because he knows that he just establishes his lineage for himself and his family forever. Well, whatever, for the next generations. Achat Bedanom, what does it mean one in the south? The Tanan we learned. Shiva She'arim Hayub Azara. There were seven gates in the Azara. Okay? We know that the Kohen Gadol had one of his chambers in the south, one in the north. We didn't say which one was where, but one was in the south, one was in the north. Now, what are this? Which one is in the south? Sheva she'arim hayu ba'azara. In the south part of the Bet Mikdash, and the picture in the front of the art scroll, the south part is in the bottom. There were seven gates in the azara. No, I'm sorry, not, not in the in the, the Darom. Seven gates in the whole azara. Three in the north, three in the south, and one in the east. The one that was in the south, was the fire gate. Now, the fire gate was called that because that's where they brought the Quran to meet, maybe. Good. Shenilo, this next, next one to it, was Shalak Korban, was the Korban gate. Shishi Shalamayim, the third one, was the Mayim gate. Shemizdach, in the eastern side, there was Shah Nikanor, there was Nikanor gate. That's the one we use for the Sotah. And there were two chambers inside. Okay? One when you walk in the gate on the right. One on the left. One was the chamber of Pinhas, whose job it was to dress all the Kornim. Okay? That's one of them. One is the, one is the chamber for the people who are making the Korban Mincha, which are Chavitin. Okay? Chavitin has to be fried in a pan. These guys are doing the frying. Shibit Safon. Yes, frying the Korban Melchaz. Shibit Safon, Sharnitzotz. In the north, the first one was the gate of the ray, the ray of light. Okay. Where am I? Mishnah will tell you that they, they, they were getting, they had a lot of uh, windows to, to bring in light in that in that one. Binyan Achsadra, it was like a, a, a pavilion. 
This one actually had a second floor. Over there, in the second floor, they used to have Kohanim standing on top and Levi'im on the bottom to watch over the Bet Mektash. There was an opening to the Chel. The Chel is the area surrounding the Bet Mektash. Okay. The second gate, Shal Korban, was the gate, Korban gate. Right, Shlishi Shal Bet Moked was the hall of fire that we we were talking before. Bet Moked is the hall of fire with the four chambers we were talking about last time. Okay, Betanya we learned Chamesh Tivlot VaAsalak Kedushin Taval Kohen Goyim Mekadesh Bavayom. The Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur has to do five dippings in a mikveh and ten times washing his hands and feet from the kior. Kulan by Kodesh al Gag Beta Parve. All of them, all the five of them, were in the Kodesh on top of the Beta Parve. Chut Mizu, except for the first one, Shaita Bechol al Gabesh al Maim, who put Sadish Katoya on the side of the Kohen Gadol's chamber. So basically, when the Kohen Gadol does his five dippings in Yom Kippur, there's really four in one. Four of them were done in the Beta Mikdash proper, and one was done outside in the Sharamayim, which is an area that's not holified. Tell you the first one was outside in an unholified place. All the subsequent ones were in holified places. Okay. Five times in Kippur only. So he's trying to figure out where was Lashkat Pyadrine and Aftinas. We said the Kohengadol has two places he has to go to during these seven days. Pyadrine and Aftinas. We mentioned that one was in the north, one was in the south, but we didn't mention which was which. Says the Gemara. Mistavr Lashkat Pyadrine Bedanom Kavelai. Probably it was in the south. Why? My Tama. Mekadem Kai Umasikhat Gavatavil. When he wakes up early in the morning, first he goes to the bathroom and he goes and he goes to the and he dips in the mikveh. Okay. That first one we know was outside the Bet Mikdash, outside the Azara. Then he goes to the north and he practices his filling the hands in the in the room. Then he does the Bet Mikdash just the whole day. During the afternoon, they sprinkle him with the special water, right? Then he goes back to the south side. He goes to the mikveh on the south side, which is where it was. Assuming it's in the north. Assuming that the Parhedron is in the south and Aftinus is in the north. Right? So he has to go to the south over there. To the Parhedron. Good. Because if you want to claim, no, the Parhedron is in the north. Right? Then the schedule is harder. Because we're trying to prove now that because the schedule of the Kohen Gadol going back and forth so many times, if the Pyadrine was in the south, it makes sense that he doesn't have such a hard schedule. But if Pyadrine is in the north, you're going to see he's going to go back and forth more times. Because right now we just said, he woke up early, he goes to Mikveh, goes to the north to, to practice, does the Beth of Mikdash, and ends off in the south. But if you say, if you say that he did it in the north, that the Pyadrine is in the north, then he has to get up early in the Pyadrine, go to the bathroom, go to the south 
first to go to the mikveh, as opposed to being in the north where the mikveh was. She goes back to the Mikdash, do the whole day. Then they sprinkle the water. He has to go back to the south, go to the mikveh. He has to go back to the north, and go to sleep. We're going to make him go back and forth so much more times. So therefore, it's probably logical, we're assuming that if we don't know if the Bajim was in the south or the north, it makes more sense that the Bajim is in the south. This way, <coughs> there's less walking for the Kohen Gadol on that day. Says the Maybe not. How do you know? Maybe it's good to burden him. It's good to make him work a lot. Because when a guy gets tired, he'll admit, let's say he was a secret agent of the Sadukim, who don't believe in the Torah. So the way to get him to admit is to wear him down. What do they do to every spy? Wear him down. So the more you wear him down, the better. Make him work more. Inami, another reason to make him work, even if he's not a spy, Shalot this way he doesn't get too full of himself. The Kohen Gadol has to work harder. If the Paradrine was in the north, he's doing a lot of circuits around the, the building, back and forth, which is tiring. So we're assuming that the Torah would not make, would not, the rabbis wouldn't design the Beit HaMikdash in a way to make him so tired. But now the Gemara is challenging in two ways. Number one, if he's a spy, it's good to tire him out. He'll, he'll break faster. Number two, <coughs> Even if he's legit, it's good for his humility. When you make going go work a lot, it's good to be humble. Right. Explain the Gemara. No, we don't. Because if you don't want to make him work, why would we make one in the north, one in the south altogether? We could have made both in the north and both in the south. You don't have to walk at all. Obviously, we want to weigh you down. So if you want to weigh you down, you can't analyze and say, well, they want to wear us down, That's what, but, but, but they probably made it easier by me by putting the pyridrine in the south. No, you can't assume that. <coughs> because you see they wanted to weigh you down because they could have made it even easier. So once they made it a little tough, maybe they're making it very tough. Or maybe they made it medium tough. You can't tell. No. Yes. There's structures built in there. They have they have mikveh pipes running in there for mikvehs and things, and one has an attic, one doesn't. They can't switch it. Inami, taskile bechada. Or they could have said, we does not need two rooms. We'll give him one room and let him do everything in one room. Why didn't we do that? Obviously, we don't mind making him work. So you can't tell if we want to work in more or less. Some want to claim that the Dafka wanted to make him do, do, do the most circuits in order to get him to work. <coughs> okay, we're now at the two dots on the bottom of Yutet Amud Aleph. Let's see if I sit up straight, if my voice gets better. A little, little crackly, right? No, I couldn't sit by that. You have to see what happens. Maybe the hot water will help. Okay. What? <coughs> okay.
Okay, let's go. So now, when the Mishnah we said that the the people would tell him, Ishi uh, Kohen Gadol, my master Kohen Gadol, they said that we are we are the messengers of Betin, and you are our messenger and the messenger of Betin. Says the Gemara, Lema Tiet Yuf to Drav Huna Brady of Shua. This is a question of Huna Brady Shua. Dama Huna Brady Shua. Hani Kani Shluchet Rachmananinu. Tiam Shluchet Daninu. Mi Ika Midi. Turn the page. Daanan Lo Matzin LeMeibar. Shluchet Dan Matzul LeMeibar. They try to clarify. When the Kohen are doing the Avodah in the Beit Hamikdash, are they our messengers to do that, or are they God's messengers? Are they our messengers? Or are they Hashem's messengers? Now, he wants to prove, Ravuna Breda Rishua, that they must be Hashem's messengers, not ours. Why? Because had they been ours, your messenger is only empowered to do what you could do. You could only get, if I have the power, the Mishnah we learned with Shlomo Shaya last night was about marrying off your daughter, right? You can entrust your shliach with any power you have. So if you have the power to marry your daughter, your shliach could have that same power. But he can't have more power than you. And therefore, if the Kohanim are our shlichim, how could they do Avodah and Mekdash that we can't do? They can't be our shliach, they must be Hashem shliach. And that's why they're allowed in the Mekdash. Okay? Now, it doesn't work like that, because our Mishnah seems to say that when they go over to the Kohen Gadol, they tell them, you are our shliach and the shliach batin. So it sounds like they're telling him you're our shliach, even though Rehuna Ben said it's impossible to be, be, to be the Kohen could be our shliach if we can't do what, the, what, what we're asking the Kohenim to do. Ivan, you with us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, impossible. He says, no. They just, they change it. They said, we're, we're telling you to, we're making you swear on our dot dot betin. Not saying, not saying that you are our messenger and the messenger betin. We're making you swear according to what we said and according to what betin is saying. That's the swearing. The swearing is going like that. It's not that you're our messenger. Really, you're God's messenger, not our messenger. Okay? Now, it said in the Mishnah that after he gets the speech where they make him swear that he's not going to change any of the things that he's instructed to do, when he goes in, it says that he would turn aside and cry, and they would turn aside and cry. The Gemara is going to explain now why they were crying. He's turning aside and crying, because they're suspecting of being a Saduki, who doesn't believe in the They turned aside. Any person who suspects an innocent person will be hit on his body. And therefore, they have to turn aside and cry because they're doing tshuva because they might have suspected an innocent person. So why were they doing all this? Because we don't want him to make the big tzaduki mistake. The pasuk says, the pasuk says, on, on the side of the page, you'll see it. It says, Ki be'anan era'ela kaporet. The kaporet, Joey Hammer, you know what a kaporet is? Uh, it's for the spices? Or the... No, that's ketoret. Oh. 
Do you know what kapor it is, uh, Binyamin? Close. You're getting closer? You're getting warm? <coughs> okay. So, no, the, the angels on, on top of the Aron are not called the Kaporet. It's close, though. You're talking about Kiruvim. The angels are called Kiruvim. On top of the Aron Kodesh, on top of the Aron Kodesh, in the, in the Kodesh Kodeshim, there's a gold cover called the Kaporet. Correct. You said Ketoret, Rochim. Okay, good. That's right. Now the 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 <coughs> so the 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 kiruvim are on top of the kaporet. Okay. Now pasuk says be'anan with a cloud erael a kaporet. You have to appear in the kaporet. So the tzedukim read it literally, and they understand that the way you walk in, you have to walk in already with a cloud of ketoret smoke. So they they understand that the Grand Gadol goes in the kodesh with his ketoret and his coals. The, the coals are, are, don't smoke until you put the ketoret on them. Okay? They understand that, they, that, that the smoke has to be coming out as you walk in. As you appear, you have to put the, put the coals on them. And we know from Halakha Moshe Messina that it has to be put when you're inside. You don't walk in with it already smoking. You put it in when you're, when you're there. And that's why, the reason why we're making this guy swear that he's not going to change the instructions is because we're afraid he'll do the stooky way. And now we'll read a story about someone who actually did that. says in Gemara, we learned in a, in a Brighta, there was a Suduki double agent. That he prepared from outside the Kodeshim, and he went inside. When he went out, he was very, very happy that he was able to mess it up and do it his way. I guess I'm assuming this is before they made him swear. I don't think he would. I'm assuming he didn't, wouldn't swear also because if, th- if he would swear also, what's the point of making him swear? I'm assuming that the Stukis are keeping the Torah their way that they think is right. It says in the Torah you're not allowed to swear falsely. And they don't swear falsely, but they think this is right, so they want to do it their way. So I'm assuming this is be, this is pre. Actually, Tosefta says that what? No, 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 no. When I say before they made it, before the Chachamim made the rule that you have to make the guy swear. That's what I meant. Okay. It does say it on the bottom, yeah. Okay. What? It says in the bottom of it, yeah. Okay? Now, <clears throat> when he left, he was very happy. He met his father, who was also a closet Tzaduki. told him, Even though with Tzadukim, we're still scared of the real Jews. But we really know the real Jews are right. So what we're doing is really an act. But really, the real Jews are right. His father told him. So don't be so happy. Be careful. Why'd you do that for? Amrlo, so the kid who was a little more into it than the father. By the way, the Tzedukim started during the time of the second Bet Mikdash. So this story had to be during the second Bet Mikdash. Couldn't be in the first Bet Mikdash. There was no Tzedukim in the first Bet Mikdash. Okay? Amrlo, so he told him, You're telling me not to be happy? My whole life I was worried about this Pasuk. Ki be'anan with a cloud, I go into the kaporet. 
Amarti, I said, When will I be able to fill this Muzar? When will I ever be the Kohen Gadol? And they'll let me get in, get in and I'll do it the right way. So the son was more religious than the father, as a Suzuki. Right? Now that I can do it, you didn't think I should do it? I should, of course, I'll do it. Amru, so they said about him, it was only a few days until the guy died. It only took a couple of days till the guy was dead. And not only that, uh, and he was thrown in the dung heap. They didn't even bury him. They threw him in a, in a, in a garbage bin. And they had worms crawling out of the guy's nose. And they say that the reason why it came out of his nose is because the nose was the first part to walk into the Kodesh Kodeshim. And therefore, the worms started from the nose first. So it was specifically Midah Kenegh Midah to show that he was dying because of what he did. Okay? The Yesh Omim, others say no. In the second version, everyone agrees the guy died. There's a machlok in how he died. According to version A, the guy died two, a few days later, with the, with, but the reason how we knew what it was because his nose was the one full of worms, which is the first one in. That's how we could tell it was Midah Kenegh Midah. According to version B, as soon as he died, walked out, he died. There was no delay. And that's how you knew. According to Abhia, quotes of Brighta with version B, it says that they heard a big sound, a bang, when he was there. And he got hit on the face. And his Kohanim went in to see. And they saw a mark like a foot in between his shoulders. How, how can he speak to his father if he died right away? According to the second version, he never spoke to his father. He walked out smiling and he died. Oh, no, he never walked out smiling. No, he, he died while he was inside. He was on the way out and he never got out. Okay. Because it sounds like there was an angel that came down from Shemayim and banged him because they have feet like, like cows. That's why they have, that's why he had a cow mark. Okay. Now we said in the Mishnah, we, we, we had mentioned in the Mishnah that, uh, what did we mention? We said that you have to talk, read in front of the Kohen Gadol. Uh, with different things to keep him up all night. They're reading uh, Navi in front of him. And Machloket, what do we do? Yov and Ezad, Devrayamim, different types of Navi'im. And Zechariah ben Kvutal said that many times I was actually in the Beit HaMikdash, so the, the, the Mishnayot were written when the Beit HaMikdash was already destroyed for a while. But Zechariah ben Kvutal is a rabbi quoted in the, in, in the Mishnah. Obviously, passed away before before the Mishnah was written, but he's quoted as saying, "I was in the Beit Hamikdash. He was us when older. I was there, and many times I was there. I heard them reading, and they read not what you mentioned, but Daniel, Sefer Daniel, instead. No, the the the, the Kohanim who were reading in front of the Kohen Gadol would read Daniel. So the Gemara says, "Mati Rav Chanan Barav Lechia Bar Kama Rav." Many ta- one time Reb Chanan Barav taught the Mishnah, this Mishnah that we just read, Techiyah Barav, in front of Rav. Amal Zechariah ben Kfutal. Now, he quoted the name as Zechariah ben Kifutal, with a fe. 
And Rav, with his hands, said, no, no, not kifutal, kivutal. I don't know how you do it. Maybe you go like this with your hands, and you could show it's a vet, not a feh. I'm assuming that's what it was. Okay? Says the Gemara, ah, why do you have to signal with his hands? Why didn't he tell him? Kirashima Kari. Mara says, you know why he didn't? Because Rav was saying Krishma. Since he was saying Kirashima, he couldn't, couldn't talk. Now we got ourselves into a problem like this. We got the rabbi making motions. Okay, that's why is he making motions? He's in Kirashima. He's in Kirashima. Wait a second. You're not supposed to make motions during Kirashima. Says the Gemara. You're allowed to do that? Mara Ritzik, where Shmuel Bamata. Hakoresh, my one who says Kirachima, lawyer most women have, you shouldn't make signals with your eyes. You know, don't, don't, don't move your lips, meaning besides the words. Don't move with your fingers. Right? A person while he's saying Kirachima, let's see in the middle. The after and a guy comes to you and says, Where, where's the chips? You can't move your lips and say, You can't do that. That's moving with your lips. Or move with, or go down like the point down downstairs or anything. You can't do it. You're saying Kirachima, you're not allowed to do these things. Okay? Vitani will learn to the bright. The Rezbe Chasma Omer, Rezbe Chasma says, Hakurachima, when I'm enough, if a person reading Shema and he makes moves with his eyes or his lips or his Marebet Svo with his fingers, the Pasuk about it says, uh, you didn't call me out, Yaakov. So that's very bad. You didn't call me out in Shema because you're not saying Shema properly. So When we said you're not allowed to make any signals, that's in Ve'ahavta. But if you're in Vayam Shamoa, then it's okay. So Rav was in Vayam Shamoa. That's why he did it. Now, Tanam Ram, we learned in the Brighta. It says, V'dibarta Bam. In Shema, it says you have to talk about it. What do we say? Bam, During you can speak, but not during tefillah. You can only talk about Torah. Don't talk about other things besides Torah. Make Torah the main thing and make other things temporary things. Person who talks nonsense talks is over and ase. Shema v'dibarta bam says you talk about them. Don't talk about other things. Rachav v'yakom men over balav v'dibar lav. Shema v'kol v'ma yigvayim v'lo yichal ish l'daber. No, these things make a person tired, and you cannot talk. It sounds like a person has to make sure that your main talking is Torah. The thing that you value most is Torah. I will tell you, last night they had the Mishnaton. You weren't there, Joey, right? In the Mishnaton, they had a you know, beautiful caterer and beautiful singers and beautiful um, setup and the beautiful uh, rabbis coming to speak in Gidolim. But the thing that I think made the most impression on everybody was learning. There was an hour and 15 minutes of learning Mishnayot. And during that time, everyone was learning. And it felt great to be part of the big learning thing. And afterwards, people were ready to celebrate. If we were just told you to come come for free and come listen to the, the singers and have rabbis, 
Okay, it would be nice, but it's nothing that you go home and feel like it was very, very special. Learning, the main thing, if the main thing is learning, that gives you the enjoyment to say the rest of it I can enjoy. It's like Adaf. When you start the day with Torah, the rest of your day has a zechut to it, and you feel like you did something positive. Without, if you don't start with that, then you know, other things are, are transient and don't really last long. Let's just do the Mishnah and a little Gemara, I guess, because, well, actually, we're coming back tonight at 6.30. I think we should make it fine. We could probably stop over here. Okay, we'll stop here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.